You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 261, Crisis Counseling 4. So long, Earth 6. We hardly knew ye. Welcome to a very special episode of Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 261. I'm just huh? saying that because we're doing crisis again. And it, didn't, and it didn't take us a year to get to it. Yeah, everyone should be very happy about this. <laughs> ah, yes. So, um, and the next one might come even sooner. Really quickly. Yeah. Um, so, um, yes, uh, I'm Paul French, and today I am Capital Kid. Uh, just got back from a trip. Uh, in my nation's capital, uh, we went for a friend's uh, daughter's birthday. <laughs> I'm glad you said your nation's capital because mine is shut down right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that would have been a hell <laughs> of a trip. Nothing to do there. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that'd be a hell of a trip, wouldn't it? So, uh, so yes, we, uh, we, we just got back and um, kind of a whirlwind, uh, <laughs> a whirlwind trip. You know, we, we arrived in Ottawa yesterday and, um, and, and we're back, you know, <laughs> You know, not not far off. Twenty four hours later, so. Uh, but I did get a, a chance to hang out with our friend Alex Sarah. He says hi by the way. And uh, good time was had. Sweet. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. And I am Darren Noel, and tonight I am um, Blackout Boy, <laughs> which is actually a Legion character. But tonight I was sitting in a theater watching a friend's uh, movie. Oh yeah. And uh, we have a Thunder Boomer moving through, and the theater lost power. <laughs> Yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing like being in a room with about uh, 150, 200 gay men and, and having someone yell out, take your hands off me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it got campy real quick, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> so, uh, but all in all, good night. Exactly. We're having, we're having a, a, a tropical soaking right now from the remnants of uh, Karen Carpenter, I guess. Um, so they... <laughs> it's like straw in a hurricane or something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what, too soon? Um, uh, uh, too soon, Oh. Yeah, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, Matt and Scott are un- unable to be with us tonight. Uh, I think Matt's out on Medicus 1, and it sounds like Scott's on Rimbor or something. Yeah, Scott's on Rimbor. <laughs> Either that or they found the damn asteroid again. Oh, jeebus. <laughs> I'd love to send out the tracker for them, but she's lost, too. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Get the bug lady online, too, would you? Would you, Paul? <laughs> the bug lady, yes. The lady. Mm. <laughs> what, too soon? <laughs> Indeed. So, yes, we are going to look at uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths number four. Number quattro, indeed. Yes. And... Um, so we'll get into that, but let, hey, let's. Uh, you you had a bit of Legion news. There was a little bit of Legion news. If you watch Big Bang Theory, and I know it is a very divisive show amongst our our community because it tends to make some, poke some fun at uh, geekery in general. And, and as, and as we know, most geeks, geeks in particular, they ain't got a sense of humor. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> but just just to say, there was a Legion reference. In Big Bang Theory this past week, Huzzah. and that, 
I think it's the show's first Legion reference. I'm not sure, but apparently uh, one of the characters, Raj, was setting up a scavenger hunt for the characters, and there was a riddle that they had to answer that they had to find. It was set up um, behind a Riddler um, standee <laughs> in, the, in the comic book shop, and it said uh, part of it, Ara, Ara, his works are bound for Legion or something like that, which, of course, is a reference to Jan Ara, oh, yes. Element Lad. Nice. Which sent them off to either the chemistry lab or the geology lab. It was the it was the last bit of the riddle which referred to the thing which made them all go to the geology lab. Ah, yes. Of course, rocks. So there you go. Mm. I, I, I perked up and it was nice to hear a little Legion uh, reference while the, the the kids are currently in limbo. So There you go. Very nice. But that's all the Legion is we have. Yeah. Exactly. Still canceled. <laughs> still canceled and generally Simo Francisco Franco also still dead. Yes, yeah. still dead. So April 1985 was the uh, was the time. July 85 is the cover date. So That's there you right. go. Yeah, April 85. So um yes. Uh-huh. That's when the uh when the what the the suits were pastel and everyone was <laughs> Everyone was Crockett or Tubbs. It's true. <laughs> Indeed. All right. So um, just to, to I have with me the releases for uh, July 85. OK. And uh, this was uh, provided by by Lehman, Lehman Ewan, who uh, who sent these out to me. And um, they really are the next best thing to a bunch of. Uh, um. Uh, um, meanwhile columns mm-hmm. so um <laughs> <laughs> all right so so we had of course uh, uh it, it starts off the red tornado miniseries yeah uh, by kurt Busick with art by uh, F- uh carmen infantino and frank mclaughlin um which happens before that. the events of crisis, that, does it not? That that is correct. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, especially I so. significant because of that. Um, so that was out. Also out uh, was uh, was Dead Man Three, which uh, was one of those when they were doing the deluxe reprints mm-hmm. uh, of a bunch of old series. Like they did one of the new, they did a, um, a these reprints of like the New Gods and uh, and they did Dead Man, and so you had. Um, the original Dead Man, all the original Dead Man stories collected in these deluxe reprints. And they were like high quality paper, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, of course, uh, by Infantino and Miller with art by Neil Adams. Um, of course, this issue was Crisis on Infinite Earths number four. The world, the world's come to a climactic conclusion, plus the startling fate of the Monitor. This is the big one. This one yeah. is the big one. This one's um, the big one? This, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. Uh, DC Comics Presents number 83, which starred uh, Superman and Batman and the Outsiders. Ah. Uh, along with Alfred, the original Outsider. Hmm. Ah, yes. And of course, we've seen The, uh, the, outsider, uh, the outsider in recent in recent times as well. Uh, over in Fury of Firestorm number 37, uh, Jerry Conway uh, and Joey Cavalieri wrote the issue uh, with art by Alex Nino and Raphael Kayanen. Ken- Kayanen? Kayanen? Mm. Yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Atari Force 19, The Shadow War of Hawkman number three. This was uh, Tony Isabella with art by Richard Howell and Alfredo Alcala. Uh, Tales of the Teen Titans 55. <clears throat> Do you know what was significant about this issue, Darren? The, hold on. Tales of the New Teen Titans number what? 55. 55? Yeah. Well, it's certainly after um, yes. a lot of stuff happened. Was that the last one before they started the reprints? Might have been. Might have been. Because I think they reprinted the, the DC Comics Presents 16-pager and then did a short eight-page story with somebody, I think. Well, this Le one would have been before that. Because this, oh. this was the one where uh, g where Changeling broke into prison to kill the Terminator. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah he, uh, was still, he was still angry over that whole, you know, Judas contract thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Who, who would have thought? Because, see, Teen Titans and Legion did different things when they went on this Baxter journey, which was Teen Titans. You had to read all the Teen Titans and then go back story. and yeah. read the Baxter to see what had happened in between. And well, then... the Baxter, like most of the stuff that was in that was in Tales, mm -hmm. <clears throat> took place before the Baxter series. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so so uh, it was it wasn't it wasn't Tales happening concurrently into the Terror of Trigon story. Right. And so Raven was still in that book, barely, but she was kind of there. Yeah. And then Legion, the the Tales of Legion and Legion Superheroes marched concurrently, and you had to figure out where things were going to fall there, so. Yeah, yeah. And that exactly. made it kind of complicated, so, you know. Sure. Um, also, one of the most important comics ever came out this uh, at this time, and that is, of yeah. course, I speak of the Legion of Substitute Heroes special number one. Oh, my God, that is a touchstone book right there. Levitz, Giffen, and, and uh, Ed Kiesel. Um... Can the subs stop Pulsar Stargrave from conquering Matter Eater Lad's home planet? Barely, sir. Barely. <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, and accidentally, as I recall. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, vigilante number 19, uh, Adrian Chase gives up his secret identity. Is this the Vigilante's last case? No, because it ran to issue 50. No. Um, mm -hmm. Justice League of America 240. Um, Busick uh, uh, doing the writing. The first uh, JLA delineators back with a hurly burly straight out of the good old days. Yeah, that may, that may have been the um, where the uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Flash returned from their Earth Two adventure. Yeah, to discover that Aquaman had disbanded the team, and there was oh my gosh, look, Vibe and Gypsy, wow. <laughs> uh, Batman three eighty five. Um, the final fatal face-off between the Cape Crusader and the Calculating Calendar Man. <laughs> Legion <If only>. of, <laughs> yeah, Legion of Superheroes number 12. Amidst an interstellar battle, three Legionnaires resign. It's true. Special guest star, Superboy. Who? Mm-hmm. Um, star Trek 16, Amethyst number 7. Uh, Flash 347, just winding that series down. Yep, pretty much. Only three issues to go. Mm -hmm. um, Batman Annual number nine. Uh, Gems, Son of Saturn number 11. Um, Arak, Son of Thunder 46. Omega Men 28. Superman 409. 
Um, <laughs> the real quicker picker upper. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, Batman and the Outsiders number twenty three. So this was what we by this point we had Alan Davis on the art, mm-hmm. and, and I probably think happened getting, before that. Yeah. I think we're get yeah he was on there before then, but yeah. I think we're getting Looker soon at that point. So yeah, this is the one where they where they go searching for Halo. Oh, okay. And it's like it's Halo's origin. Yeah, gotcha. it's the conclusion yeah. of her origin. Gotcha. So it's a little before the uh, Looker story, for sure. Yeah. Now, did she show up in the original series, or was it? Yes. Just, yeah. Okay. Okay. By the um, when she joined the Outsiders is at the same time that Outsiders happened, but there was she was in the background as a supporting character for about a year before she got her powers. So. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really need to. Uh, Brush off on my outsider's history, as it were. Uh, Swamp Thing number 38. Alan Moore begins the American Gothic. And we're going to touch on that a little bit um, when we get to this issue. Uh, Sergeant Rock 402. Warlord 95. Blue Devil number 14. Um, Who's Who number 5. Bringing you uh, characters such as Cyborg, Cosmic Boy, The Creeper, and many, many more. G.I. Combat 278, Infinity Inc. number 16. What is the deadly secret of Mr. Bones? Um, that he touches you and he, you die. That's, it's not good. Exactly. The same uh, it's not good. No. Um, so I think that, yeah. So that, and that, that, of course, was art by some guy named Todd McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Um, New Teen Titans number 10, The Secret of Cole. Yep. And plus, Lilith becomes goddess of Olympus. Yes, she does. Ah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Green Lantern 190, Detective 552, um, Tales of the Legion uh, 325. Is the Dark Circle the galaxy's deadliest menace made up of only five beings? Uh, this was by Levitz and Mindy Newell with art mm-hmm. by Dan Jurgens and Carl Kiesel. Yep. Uh, All-Star Squadron 47, which had the origin of Dr. Fate, uh, with guest art by McFarlane. Sweet. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which means the cape looked awesome. Awesome! <laughs> uh, Arion, Lord of Atlantis, uh, 33. Ambush bug, uh, ambush bug number two. Uh, ambush bug. Ambush bug. Um, an, an experiment with a cute koala bear turns into an acute problem. Oh, Koality or whatever his name was. What <laughs> yes, was it? Yes, oh, no, his name was Qantas, named after the airline. That's right. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> wow. Qantas. <laughs> Qantas never, the never, koala. Never, never, never had a crash. Never had a crash. Never, 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 never. Um, action 569 features Superman. <laughs> What? Yeah. Um, wow, that's just weird. Yeah. Um, uh, also, world's finest um, three seventeen, um, mm-hmm. with art by guest artist Larry Stroman, who of course would uh, would later come to uh, some further prominence with uh, with X Factor with uh, Peter David. Um, See V number six, uh, Bates and Infantino. Mm-hmm. Sort of the Adam special number two, uh, with art by Gil Kane, uh, written by Jan Stranod. And this was, of course, uh, further adventures of the new Adam in South American jungles. 
in his little loincloth. Yeah. And in Wonder Woman 326, Mindy Newell took over as the new regular writer with art by Don Heck and Paris Collins. That must have been interesting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hmm. All right. So those that, those are the issues that came out at the same time as this book. Just to, to give you a context of sort of what was going on around it. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, on the now. last page, DC Trivia. Okay. If, and if you don't get these, uh, turn Play. in your nerd card. Um, uh, here's please. what here's what they had. Like you could basically send in send the answers in on a postcard. Had to have a deadline date of May first, nineteen eighty five. So we're not going to make it. Um, oh crap! <laughs> but the winner for for this month's trivia would would receive a complete set of the new Ambush Bug miniseries, autos, autographed especially for her or him by Julie Schwartz, Keith Giffen, Bob Fleming, and Bob Oxner. Ah, uh, Julie, I miss Indeed. you. Indeed. Here are the questions. Number one: What's special about the Legion of Substitute Heroes HQ? It was the former headquarters of the Legion of Superheroes. Yes, and is also a, a, a and is also a secret legionnaire, according to Secret <laughs> Origins. Of course, that hadn't happened yet. That hadn't happened um, yet, but well, you know, technically, none of it's happened yet. Well, um, sure. What is the relationship between Abigail Arcane and Swamp Thing's nemesis Anton Arcane? Um, aren't they father and daughter? Uncle and niece. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, but but, yeah. but still, it was a familial there is a, a relationship. familial thing, exactly. Yeah, and she, he acted more like a father than, uh, and uh, well, he was creepy a creepy father. uncle, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. You know. And ambush bug first appeared. I think in the movie he was it was it, it she was the, the like in the. Uh, the she second... was Adrian Barbosa. That's all you need to know. In the, in the second <laughs> movie, yeah, but in the second movie she was Heather Locklear. Ah, uh, true. Um, Ambush Bug first appeared to be a villain fighting Superman and which super team? Hmm. Well, his first appearance wasn't the uh, <laughs> Legion of Substitute Heroes because that would be too funny. Um, hmm. Let me think. Scott and Murray would be yelling. It will be they yelling. Would be, at the they would right be now. screaming at me, wouldn't yes, they? Yes. Um, and and that should have been I, a dead I giveaway would, right there. Yeah, I would say the Doom Patrol. <laughs> that then. is correct. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I wanted right. to say Metal Men for some reason, but yeah. Murray's going to start sending you single pages of stuff. All right, so so there we go. There's your That's historical. That's fine. The post people. office is shut down. I'm not worried. <laughs> of course it is. Wow. Just not wow. kidding. It's not shut down, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Essential service, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, essential. Mm-hmm. All right, and what was going on in the world at this time? Um, Coca-Cola uh, changed its formula and released new Coke. Yeah, it was a dark day. The same month that this issue came out. Mm-hmm. It's a dark, dark day, folks. Uh, the Soviet Union performed a nuclear test in eastern Kazakhstan. Which, of course, made everyone feel great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, South Africa ended its ban on interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Um, Brazilian President Tancredo Neves died and is still dead, by the way. 
Um, really? Yeah. Really? Yes. <laughs> All right. And uh, but most importantly, perhaps, is the United Kingdom had its first ever National Glowworm Day on April eighteenth. Oh my lord! Really? So, so there you have it. So. Uh, so so consider consider it all contextualized. Mm-hmm. So wow. So, <laughs> let's split this up scene by scene. So uh, why don't you take this first one? I will take the first. Well, let's talk about the cover first of yeah, all. Yeah. I I think we we mentioned this to each other beforehand, but y'all weren't in on that conversation. That this has got to be one of the simplest covers that Crisis ever got, mm-hmm. with only three characters on it. Um, Harbinger, Pariah, and the Monitor. But I will tell you, whoever colored this used every color feasible. <laughs> I mean, seriously, look at it. Just look at it. It's yeah. it's you can tell it's eighties coloring for sure. So hats off to the colorer of Mr. Perez's cover because wow, you knocked it out. And that okay. would have probably been Adrian Roy at the probably time. would have been uh, Ms. Roy. Yeah. Yes. Um, All right. Well, we open up to um, a scene in what appears to be um, a nondescript city, although you would think it would be either Metropolis or Gotham. So, given sorry, the... I, I should credit Anthony Tolan. Anthony Tolan, okay. Who I think at the time was married to Ms. married Roy. to exactly. Adrian Roy, right? <laughs> okay, so <laughs> she probably helped a little bit. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Honey, I need more color. <laughs> um, if um, yeah, based upon the architecture, it doesn't look like either Metropolis or Gotham that we know today in art. So yeah. I'm going to call it nondescript city for the time being. And we see um, a legionnaire Supergirl flying through the sky, and um, she is um, accented on the in the sky by lightning everywhere, and on the right by the white. Um, erasing you know field that is coming for everything and you can see the buildings disappearing yeah you Uh, know my assumption would be now so so barbara called kara barbara called kara right so it's it's where she lived now at the time she wasn't in gotham if i remember correctly was she She was in dc i think at the time yeah yeah she because she was a congresswoman Mm -hmm. she was a congresswoman for a brief period yes yeah and here she is just sitting on the building wow don't they all do that yeah well, there's a. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this all about her? Uh, all about her not being able to take action. Pretty uh, much. Hmm, pretty much. Yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, so Supergirl is flying towards the building um, that uh, Barbara is on, and saying that she's. Um, Barbara's definitely scared, but of course, who isn't? Uh, look at what's going on, and of course, Supergirl um, is reflecting on the death of Krypton, and. Uh, how she was actually, she actually witnessed the death of Krypton, you know, on Argo City, whereas Kal-El was rocketed from it and didn't have to experience any of the actual dying going on around him. Yeah. So um, that makes it a little interesting, doesn't it? And so Supergirl arrives, and Batgirl's um, saying to her, "The city's empty. Everyone's inside with their loved ones, waiting the end." And she thinks it's really coming this time. And Supergirl's scanning with her x-ray vision and says, yeah, no one's outside on the streets, not even criminals. But there's got to be a way to stop that. You know, I'm not ready. And Batgirl uh, breaks down here. And she says, uh, Supergirl, Linda, because remember, Linda Lee, 
Um, Linda Danvers. By Linda point. Danvers. Yeah. Linda Lee Danvers. Yeah. <laughs> I, I faced death so often because I never truly believed I would die. But now now I feel so useless, so helpless, so worthless, and so very, very scared. And I guess it's important to mention Linda because as Legion fans, we're used to calling her Kara all yeah. the time. Yeah. So, and uh, Supergirl's trying to give um, Barbara some encouragement by saying everyone is. I've spoken to Superman and the Titans, and they say Flash may have died. And other heroes and some villains, too, have disappeared, and I'm scared, too, but I can't let that stop me. And Batgirl fires back, well, you've got powers, and uh, I, I don't have anything. And you know? also a sweet-ass headband. It's true. Let's get physical. Thank you. <laughs> physical. Let's get. <laughs> anyway. And uh, she says, I don't think I was ever cut out for playing hero. And Supergirl says, Barbara, there are thousands of people out there without powers like mine, the police, firemen, soldiers. It's kind of a 9-11 speech in a way. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, they're all ordinary people trying their best to keep the world from falling apart before it's time. And she sees a plane north of the city, and it's falling apart, which is really odd. And so Supergirl uh, races to get there before um, anything happens to the pilot. And she rushes off, this is a job for Supergirl. And Batgirl's kind of narrating to herself that she doesn't give a moment's thought to herself or her safety. Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. Yet I know she cares if she lives or dies. She's a hero through and through. Well, all I can think about is what will happen to me. My God, what have I become? And um, this is this is basically um, Supergirl's like only seconds to act. The momentum from his plane is tossing the pilot directly into the antimatter cloud. And Supergirl grabs him. There, I've got you. And uh, you have to wonder if the pilot was trying to commit suicide, if he was yeah. flying right towards the, the cloud. And uh, he says, Supergirl, why did you save me? We're all going to die anyway. And she says, we fight to live as long as we can. That's the only way to live and be able to live with yourself. And Batgirl says, a hero through and through. What have I become? And this whole scene sets up the eventual through line for Barbara Gordon through today. Yeah. In in DC comics. So it's a very important little moment in comic book history there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now the scene shifts, sir. Ah, uh, yes. So we find ourselves in the, uh, East Hampton estate of the world's fifth richest man. So Bruce Wayne. No, 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 not Bruce Wayne. No, 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 no. We're counting up the other, who the, he's Oh, the Oh, the other, the other four. Yeah. Oh, right. So it's Steve Dayton's home um, yeah. to get that out of the way. But so the other ones would be the So Bruce Wayne. Um, who else? Uh, Simon Stagg. Mm, probably Simon. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we'd be talking legitimate businessmen here. So that's yeah. not going to that's not going to include Luthor at this point. No. Well, Luthor wasn't uh, he was he was a mad scientist at this yes. point. Yeah. So uh, uh, he was not a businessman or a rich man. He had money. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but he was not, you know, Wall Street Luthor at this point. Yeah, and Oliver Queen wasn't rich at this point. Nope, because he he lost it all. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I don't think I don't think we know who the others are. At this yeah, point. that's interesting. I, I I can't think of them off offhand. Um, anyway. Uh, so, um, of course, this was when Mento was drinking a lot. Yep. And Mento, of course, is the stepdad of Gar Logan, Changeling, and the Titans. Yeah. And 
widow of Rita Far Elastigirl from the Doom Patrol. Yes, because this is back when she was still dead. Yep. Um and uh and and so we had seen sort of we'd seen this this sort of uh this slide uh, mentos slide into uh into alcoholism hinted at in um in early issues of um New Teen Titans, although it seemed by the time, uh, like, you know, only a few months before this, he'd got it together for the wedding of Donna Troy, but then not so much. Um, and he's got a visitor. It is Mr. John Constantine. Mm-hmm. Yes, in his uh, in his days before uh, before Vertigo. And um, he's actually in a suit. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> And uh, and 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 holding his cigarette in the most interesting uh, uh, Hellfire Aff- Club kind of way, affected kind of mannerism there, exactly. sir. Exactly. Mm, and, um, yes. Hmm. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> um. So yeah, snap out of it, man. Don't you know what you're doing? Do you know what you're doing to yourself, uh, John Constantine? John Constantine, so self-assured of you that you cannot see the very world crumbling around you. Admirable, my longtime friend. While I, John, see the world dying and wish to meet that death on an equal basis, I take the low road and you get to, and you take the high, and I'll get to Bonnie Purgatoria for ye. Uh, Constantine answers, "My friend, we're not going to die. None of us. Wait, he hasn't said bollocks at all yet. No, um, and he doesn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, not you, not me. Certainly not this earth. Oh, naivete, John. That's not a word I'd associate with you." Oh, believe me, Stephen, I'm hardly naive. I can sense what's happening here and there. Indeed, friend, I know what's happening to one and all. And that gives uh, Mento a bit of pause for a second. And uh, and Constantine thinks to himself, and especially to the Swamp Thing. Yes, especially to him. (laughs) And so, (laughs) and of course, as as I mentioned earlier, we were headed into the American Gothic, which was... um, if your name was John Zatera or Sargon the Sorcerer, it didn't go well for you. It did not go well. No. No. Um, so uh, antimatter sweeps over the world known as Earth-1. Um, uh, even as it finishes its destructive path across Earth-6. Earth-6? We haven't six. seen Earth-6 yet. What? Exactly. Um, after that, only five others remain. Now, this uh, is, a, is actually a correction. Mm-hmm. Originally, Before, it was only four yeah. others remain, but Darren. But uh, the Charlton characters: uh, Captain Adam, Nightshade, Blue Beetle, um, Peacemaker, Judo Master, Peacemaker, uh, Thunderbolt. Which that that's kind of a funny story, anyway. Later, uh, <laughs> all those characters um, were going to be used in a little story that Mr. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons were working on called Watchmen. And once DC found out exactly what the plans were for those characters, they uh, they told uh, they told Mr. Moore and Mr. Gibbons to decide to use analogs of those characters, and that's how we got Doctor Manhattan, mm-hmm. Silk Spectre, Rorschach, you know the the rest of them, because they knew the uh, the fate of those characters was not going to be so nice, and they could really mine the Charlton characters to fill in some of the DC rosters you know, weaker areas in some places. So, and they, that's what they chose to do, but they forgot about earth four, except, you know, they did have blue beetle in the beginning, but I I don't think that they had even named the earth yet, or if they had, it was like a, 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 
an off the record naming of it. So. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Cause I, I remember, well, no, cause there, cause C was already taken because yeah, was a, C was taken. So thing about the lettering of, uh, you know, naming them after letters and whatnot. Uh, but, but anyway, so, so that sort of gives you a bit of, uh, a bit of that, that sort of background. And of course, cause the idea being that what they would do at the end of it all was merge the remaining earths and, uh, mm-hmm. And um, so, so the characters, to them, had to be there in order to do that. Yes. Realizing that, of course, you've created a whole new world, started it from scratch. Eh, you know. Anyway. Um, which, which this raises an interesting issue for characters on Earth C, <laughs> because that was where Captain Carrot was. Yes. And so later, it became discovered that Captain Carrot and the Amazing Zoo crew were actually in another dimension. What the difference is, kids, I have no idea. Well, so, that's just the, yeah. There, there's no difference. It's yeah, crazy. there's no difference. It's it's wibbly wobbly, tiny one. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so of course we see um, Pariah in shock as he always is. <laughs> you know, wondering why, why me, woe is me. And so he stands on this earth where people dressed all fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a strange world, this one. It's uh, it's unlike most other Earths. A cosmic anomaly. No duplicates here. Already an impossibility. So um, already an impossibility as all universes were formed at the same time at the dawn of creation. But still, they have heroes too. So this planet was very different. This you know there weren't a whole there weren't analogs of uh, you know it wasn't like oh here's this version of Superman. Uh, mm-hmm. Here you had uh, the ruler of the world, uh, Lord Volt. Yep. And his queen, <laughs> Lady, Lady Quark. Quark. Exactly. And their daughter, Liana, I believe. That's and it appear- right, yeah. Yeah, it appears that these, uh, the ruling family of Earth-6 are would be the metahumans. Kind of like, um, if the I always imagine this being like the Brits developed, you know, royal powers. <laughs> you know, and just took over the world and said, no, no, Pip-Pip, we're going to do this right. And... Uh, <laughs> Good God. I know, right? It was horrible. <laughs> Sorry. And and so this is what we get is <laughs> the ruling family. And unfortunately, uh, we get a duplication of kind of a Superman story here. Sort of, yeah, sort of in reverse, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, of course, this would. Um, yeah, this uh, this 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 got nasty. So basically, um, they're fighting this stuff, and um, Leanna, ha- their their daughter, had the power to control nature. So she was growing plants, trying to stop the the antimatter cloud. Um, yeah, well, if that's all you can do, you're gonna try. Yeah, everything. yeah, right. exactly. I'm gonna grow the hell out of these plants. Mm-hmm. And um, so. Um, so she she dies, and then Lord Volt dies, and Lady Quark is there, see, having just seen her family mowed down, and uh, she wants to stay and die with her family, die with her world, and Pariah takes her away um, after he puts up his hood to look like a Jawa. Uh-huh. Um, I'm thinking said, the the cape must offer some kind of protection from this effect. Perhaps I don't, yeah. I don't know why, but. You know, it's a Superman thing. Maybe it works for him too. Yeah. So. Yeah. So anyway, so he he uh, wraps her up in his cape, takes her away, and says, "I cannot let you die. If I can save but one life, my eternal dam- damnation will be eased that much more." It's all about him. 
it is all about him. Yeah. And right. that that's something that will lead through uh Lenny Quark's you know, DC history for yeah, yeah, time even, to come. yeah, even the, when they kind of changed it around a bit because of course once it was all done it was uh it was just a, an antimatter thing. Mm-hmm. Um and uh but that that would that would color her dealings in uh in Legion as well. So, or in L E G I O N. Yeah. E I E I O. Exactly. So back on the monitor satellites sir, after the destruction of Earth-6, which, by the way, that was the first time we'd ever seen Earth-6 and apparently the last time we'd yes. see Earth-6. Yeah. Except, I guess, in Lady Quark backflashes or, or something. I don't know. But the monitor is um, planning then it, off. But then it would have just been another planet. That's true. Yeah. Not another Earth. It's yeah. true. Mm. So the monitor is planning on <laughs> creating a new warrior. Ha ha ha, Marvel. Yeah. And um, <laughs> he is um, siphoning some energy off of um, a star near Vega and is sending this energy to um, apparently Japan on Earth One. And the, uh, doc- the, the people who are standing around in this um, observatory in Japan all look like, you know, the first reel of the Godzilla movies where they're all sweating everything. Oh, my God, how can we stop him? And uh, they're they're all talking about how there's no hope. There's nothing to do. It's already destroyed things. What can we do? And uh, you hear a voice coming off to the, off to the side. It is wrong to act like the coward you are, Professor Tazu. We have work to do here. I do not pay you to play games. And uh, one of the, the doctors bow in subservience to uh, their boss, I guess. And one of them says, but Dr. To- Dr. Hoshi, silence, you miserable toad. Well, <laughs> we, were given, we were given the assignment of charting this phenomenon, not of giving in to your baser instincts. And uh, one of the doctors who, who bowed says, Kimio, I did not raise my daughter to be so cold. Oh, she's talking to her father in this manner, too. Oh, Papa-san. No, yeah, these men are no. frightened. And she says, and you rise to their defense, father. You are as weak as they. No wonder mother left you. Wow. <laughs> wow. See you next Tuesday, sweetie. Yeah. All, all right. Go. Run to your loved ones. Leave me alone. If I am to perish, I do not want to die in the midst of cowards. And, but until then, I have work to do in this miracle to observe. The very universe has been torn asunder. Natural physics no longer apply. How else do you explain my being able to see light years away in space and witness events occurring this very moment? The star Vega. Something is happening on its surface. And that light, it's heading directly towards me. Ah! And, uh, of course, there's an editor's box there. See Omega Men number 26 for what actually happened to that star. Yes, that's right. And uh, so the doctors who weren't that far away come back to check on uh, Dr. Uh, Hoshi. And uh, Father Hoshi is like, Kimio, Kimio, my daughter's gone. Impossible it was the antimatter cloud. No, something else took her away from us. Kimio, who, wherever you are, no matter what you have become, I still love you. And elsewhere on the monitor satellite, we see the monitor say, what your daughter becomes, Dr. Hoshi, will amaze you should should this planet survive my rival's threat. Even now, she is being recreated. Now, Omega Man 26, this was when um, Todd Klein was actually writing the book. Ah. Letterer extraordinaire Todd Klein. And the art was by Sean McManus, uh, who we would see in the Demetrius... um, Dr. Fate series, as well as doing a bunch... I mean, he's been everywhere. But he also did um, uh, 
couple of of, of series uh, of of segments of um, Sandman as well, most notably uh, Brief Lives. Mm. Cool. Um, yeah. So uh, while Nimbus battles against an an insane Zal and Oron, the Omega Men take on the problem of the Spider Guild. No mention of the. Uh, um, of what happened of, the, to, of what happened to the star yeah <laughs> so this was a loose at best um tie-in not yeah. one of the official crisis crossovers yet yeah not, so. to, not to be fair yeah it didn't have the cover copies so yeah, yeah. so meanwhile harbinger is uh <laughs> the monitor's looking at japan harbinger's looking at the monitor looking at japan and alexander luther's looking at harbinger who then destroys the the monitor she's looking at Via the screen. Yeah. Does that make sense, kids? Because that's what's going on here. Uh, Harbinger uh, is talking to the screen, says, I feel him monitor controlling me, filling me with hate for you. I must destroy you for I can do nothing else. And Alexander Luthor, whose skin is beginning to look a little cosmic-y, yeah. uh, uh, said, uh, thinking Harbinger's going to kill him now. Monitor told me what was going to happen. My heart reaches out for her for her struggles to resist the other one's calling. She's in pain for she does not realize that by killing the monitor, she's actually serving his needs. Go, Lila, do what you must. You and I have a destiny to fulfill. Dun, dun, dun. Mm. Meanwhile. Ah, uh, yes. Meanwhile. Ah, sorry. Uh. <laughs> you got to go through the universes to get to that page. Paul. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So we uh, we see uh, the Psycho Pirate um, looking at footage of the Red Tornado um, saving people, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, saying, ah, he doesn't know how he's going to be used by us, does he? And uh, we get the mysterious uh, villain saying, "Silent Psycho Pirate, do you wish me to, wish to bombard me? Wish me to bombard you with every emotion until they destroy you? Cease your prattling, uh, yes, prattling, prattling." Um, and um, and of course, then the uh, this dark fellow uh, draws in um, the red tornado. Or teleports him to them, and um, um, he's he, he recognizes the psycho pirate, um, and uh, he says, "Tell you these walking computers don't forget a thing." Ready, glad to have you on our side. Once mm. more, pirate, and you will be replaced with the girl called Phobia. <laughs> she will more than suffice. And mm. Thinking, hmm, yeah, I definitely recruited the wrong dude here. Mm-hmm. Um, Red Reddy wants to know what's going on, and he said, uh, "Are you responsible for the madness that is on Earth?" And he says, "More than just your Earth android." And then we uh, we head over to um, Earth Two. Yep, Earth Two, back in the days of yore in King Arthur, and we finally catch up with Firestorm and Killer Frost yes. from issue number two. Yeah. <laughs> they finally show up again. And uh, Firestorm and Killer Frost are um, doing their Firestar Iceman imitation in that first panel. It's pretty funny. (laughs) And uh, Firestorm's uh, regretting the fact that the Psycho Pirate made Killer Frost fall in love with him during this uh, mission. And uh, up in one of the towers, uh, Vandal Savage watches with intent at the uh, golden key that has currently appeared. This one of the Monitor's machines has finally showed up. And uh, lo and behold, they're joined by Sir Justin, the Shining Knight. Um, 
And of course, uh, Firebrand told <laughs> Firestorm all about Sir Justin in the five seconds they had. Um, and uh, he's like, how do you know who I am, Varlet? <laughs> it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, you haven't met Firebrand either. Oh, crap. <laughs> you know, so yeah. there's, of course, that little bit of confusion. But before they can actually do the traditional superhero fight, the, the demons spring out of uh, the machine and start their uh, usual uh, shenanigans. And so uh, Firestorm and Killer Frost are uh, fighting them. And Killer Frost actually saves Firestorm from getting uh, um, <laughs> getting shadowed, I guess. Yeah. And uh, he's thinking, Monitor, why didn't you team me up with Firehawk? Yeah. <laughs> Even the Black Bison would have been better than this. <laughs> and uh, Shiny Knight uh, lost his mighty magical sword, and he um, shoots a beam out from the sword to destroy the ice, which contained the, uh, the uh, shadows, thinking that would destroy them. But then the shadows merge, and all the shadows merge and uh, crawl over the machine, it basically enveloping it in every time the machine has appeared before. Yeah. So we see our heroes back in the wild west days and in Atlantis, um, in, um, Commandi's time and in world war two. And meanwhile, we go back to New York city, New York city. <laughs> and, um, it's not going well. No. Um, so we've got the Outsiders and the Titans uh, together, of course, um, and um, say, and, you know, basically they're looking to Batman to give them some, to show them some leadership, um, saying, "You tell me what's going on." He said, "If I knew the answer to that metamorpho, I might have some idea on how to stop this madness." Come on, Batman would never admit that uh, he didn't know the answer to something. Well, well, yeah. In Batman's defense, here, come on. This yeah. is kind of like well, out of his league. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and that was one of the complaints about Crisis is you don't see a lot of the Bat family in Crisis because what could they possibly do? Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know, it's, exactly. You know, street level characters are not going to be a lot of a lot of help against this kind of a cosmic calamity. So exactly. So um, anyway. Um, Starfire says she's not waiting around any longer. If this is what's causing the disaster, then I'll destroy it where it stands. Halo joins her, and they go uh, they go zipping at the tower, and then they're told no, and uh, and we see Doctor Light. Mm-hmm. The new Doctor Light, Dr. not Light. that old villain. So, Dr. so it Light. is, of course, Doctor Hoshi, and uh, she, you know, she's wearing a costume very reminiscent of that Doctor Light's. Wonder how they explained that away. Um, anyway, so she said, "Don't you realize what you're doing? Get back and leave this vi- leave this vibrational fork alone. It's all that can save our planet." And um, uh, Starfire and Halo are both familiar with Doctor Light's costume, so exactly, you know, it's like their hey, first instinct is to attack. <laughs> and. Um, they and of course they can't understand her. There's the language barrier, and um, Su- Superman says she's defending the machine, and she realizes, hey, I can't. I don't have time to. Doctor Light realizes I don't have time to explain this, so I'll just have to show off my powers. And she zaps him, um, and just, it, it's it's so powerful that Starfire isn't able to absorb the light, um, and um, and they go flying. Wonder Girl catches her. 
but yeah, they're all they're all they're all shocked. And then suddenly, Marv Wolfen remembers. Oh yeah, Katana <laughs> speaks Japanese. And that's handy, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Too bad yeah. she's all the way down there, and Doctor Light's way up there. Yeah, no <laughs> one thought to ask. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so then, then then Superman goes in and talks to her, and of course he's Superman. He can talk Japanese. Yeah, because uh, Superman is super smart. That's right. That's right. And uh, so she says, "I tell you, this world is populated by morons." Ah, oh, it sounds funny. Um, you can understand me. So listen, already hundreds of universes have been destroyed. Now the antimatter sweeps through our universe and only I can help save us. Do you understand? And Superman says, yes, I do. And what you say only confirms my worst fears. So many of us with and without superpowers have worked for so long and so hard to make the earth a good place to live. And now this happens. Well, what can I do to save our world? Tell me and I'll sacrifice my own life if need be. And the scene shifts to a rather docile Paradise Island where um, the Amazons are in full-out prayer circle mode here, petitioning the gods for some answer to the dilemma, to the antimatter. And we see Hippolyta and one of the oracles and Diana all in their robes along with the other Amazons, and we hear the news that the gods um, cannot save themselves. Or, or the Amazons. And so they must continue to chant their prayers, hoping that an answer will come. Uh, Wonder Woman uh, came to Paradise Island to enlist uh, the Amazons to battle against whatever foe is causing this, but they are refusing to go. And um, apparently an argument was had between Diana and Hippolyta, and they cannot see eye to eye about this. So we have a little bit of tension there between the queen of the Amazons and the Princess of the Amazons. I, I, I knew they shut down Paradise Island. They they did. They they shut it down. It's true. So and that's where uh, Wonder Woman's been this whole time. It's four issues in the first time we've seen her. So yeah. Um. So back on the Monitor's satellite, uh, he says that he saps my strength as each universe dies and throughout. And though the warriors I sent through time and space fight valiantly, all is not yet ready. But what time remains, I cannot surrender. I, Harbinger, the Luthor child, and Pariah are all that stand between. Wait, he comes at last. Perhaps there is hope. And Pariah arrives and um, is surprised that the Monitor knows who he is. And he says, of course, of course I know who you are. I've known for a very long time now. Um, And uh, so he explains where he is and says... um, my home was constructed quite a long time ago, just prior to the day you were cursed. And he says, so you know about that. I never die, but I'm brought to disaster after disaster, lured like iron to some lodestone. I'm cursed to watch millions die all about me. And the, the monitor's like, um, uh, monitor, of course I know that. Um, <laughs> he says, indeed, I was the one responsible for your survival. You should have uh, died for your sins, yet I saw greater good coming from them. And, um, and so Pariah's like, wait a second, you did this to me? And you made me suffer the pains of untold millions? And um, he says, eh, you should be grateful. He says, grateful? You're insane. I should kill you for what you've done. And then we flash back over to uh, while, while, this, while he talks about this, about saying how the Monitor's just watching all these people fight for their survival. We see Firestorm, Killer Frost, and the Shining Knight fighting the big shadow monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and it knocks out Firestorm. And uh, 
but uh, Sir Justin is able to catch him. And he says, those machines are yours. I saw one like it in Atlantis. What is it? And he says, with prayer, the salvation of all life. You want me to take the next one? Since that's, yes. this is a lot of exposition going on Yes, here. yes, yes, indeed. A monitor is explaining that Earth 1 and 2 are set to perish next. Their fates inextricably linked together. The fury is worse now. First it was the skies growing red, then the storms and weather, now the cosmic disturbances which rage across both universes. And the universe will split apart at the dawn of time, each world weaker than the whole it was meant to be. Hmm, foreshadowing. Yes, the worlds yes. are separated by vibration and time. My machines will bring them together. And... and uh, Pariah says, but Monitor, they cannot win. Look for yourself. The power is too great. The antimatter sweeps through the universe. It's only a matter of time before it destroys everything. These worlds will die, Monitor, like all those I've been forced to watch die. Why did you do that to me? What purpose did you have to make me suffer like that? You aren't changing the future. You can't alter the past. So what have you done? And what you see, there are scenes here of our uh, Wild West heroes, and there's volcanic activity in the yeah. Wild West now. Uh, we see um, Lori Lamaris, Dolphin, and a couple of other Atlanteans having trouble under the sea here. We see um, Superman and Dawnstar, well, Superman of Earth 2 and Dawnstar having it out with um, the Shadow Monster surrounding the Golden Key. Uh, Blue Devil, um, Zatanna, and uh, what appears to be Airwave yeah, and Hawkman. Yeah. yeah, Hawkman and Hawkgirl. And I I want to say that looks like Earth 2, Hawkman and Hawkgirl, but it's probably Earth 1, Hawks, um, are saving some civilians from some I, nasty I would stuff. I would think so purely because... Um, I just don't see anything distinctive about them. That, well, But the but Hawks Airwave. costumes are so... And, and, I know. Yeah. And Zatanna and Blue uh, Devil. You know, and this, remember, this Airwave was Hal Jordan's nephew. Yeah, I know. And Zatanna and Blue Devil are there. and They yeah. were both Earth 1, but, yeah. you know... Uh, Geoforce and Dr. Polaris are still fighting back in World War II, their shadow monster. On the next page, you see um, Infinity Inc. and the Justice Society together battling um, the Red Skies. Yeah. You see a shadow demon just taking out parts of unknown territory there. Um, I think that other one is um, some type of a uh, Cro-Magnon to show yeah. that it is like all times and all areas we see uh what it reminds me of, what it reminds me of is actually vandal savage seeing the meteor yeah level. exactly it reminds me of that too yeah. so we see halo starfire and metamorpho battling a shadow demon and we get our legion right here on the bottom of this page yeah violet Starboy, ultra boy dream girl and brainy um, as it appears that brainy and dream girl are being blown out of the uh monitor room that and they boy in. do we see dream girl yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> we're missing a little coloring there, kids. Uh, yes. Nora flashed everybody. So, And then we get back to the present time while uh, Pariah and the Monitor are debating. And he's like, um, this is the best plan I've got. There's no time for anything else. And I'm getting weaker every moment. At which point we get too late, old fool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And uh, monitors like you, welcome. I've been waiting for you, Lila. Do what you must. And uh, we see all black-eyed, crazy, green <laughs> harbinger uh, say, "Harbinger, call me Harbinger, you dolt." And uh, she's like, "No, please don't stop. Don't let me do this. You, you saved me, raised me. I lo love." 
and uh, she gets taken over. He commands me now, monitor, and his command is death. And she shoots a beam at him, and he falls down like the um, like a sack of potatoes, and she falls um, down through the satellite. And Pariah's like, what happened? <laughs> and uh, what's funny about this whole scene is that Pariah must have dropped Lady Quark off somewhere. Yes. yes. She's gone and we don't know where. So, um, maybe Pariah's in amongst the fold. If McFarlane had drawn him, then he should be in amongst the folds of his cape. Somewhere, yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Pariah's like, Monitor, what's going on? What's happened? And the monitor is um, apparently smoldering from the chest cavity. It doesn't yeah. look good for him. And I don't know what happened here. Um, and yeah, Monitor is dead. And he's seen death a lot, Pariah has, so he knows. Yeah. I, I fear I've just seen the end of everything, the end of all hope. And uh, the man known as Pariah can only cry now. And we go to the next couple of pages, and we see him crying. And for these worlds, these universes, Earth 1, Earth 2, and we see the gradual fading out of everything must die. And the last page starts off as white with a whole bunch of grayish smoke beginning and then the final panel is black to be continued question mark mm-hmm. it doesn't look good for our heroes it does not sir it does no. not so uh-uh. so yeah so some significant stuff here we of course have the first appearance of uh of the new dr light and lady quark mm-hmm and and so this was kind of part of the whole mandate of the thing was not just to um not not just to destroy the old universes, but to bring in the new universe and to bring in you know new new elements to it, and uh, and some of these would uh, would become prominent and most of them would kind of disappear. Go away, yeah. yeah. They would go away, for the most part. Yeah, uh, like Doctor Doctor Light, you know, has been a non-starter for a long time. She uh, shows up a little bit in uh, in Justice League, and then is gone fairly quickly. Yeah, and I don't know why. I think she'd be a, a great character because they, they they did give her personality an overhaul after um, issue seven. Yeah, they needed so, to. Yeah, yeah, they had they had no choice, or else she was. But I I think they were going with her. This is what happens when someone gets powers, right? With no reason to temper their personality to begin with. So I kind of understand that. So yeah. she's still the abrasive uh, woman she was in the observatory, and then she realizes later what uh, what a hero truly is. So exactly, and uh, and then of course, like we said, Lady Quark um, would uh, would she be around for a little while? Um, yeah, L E G I O N. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, she she became a member of that team and was around for a while, and she was a great foil for Docs. Oh yeah, um, Docs and Lobo actually. Yeah. Right. Right. Because she she took no crap from anyone. So. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and of course, you know, very haughty. You know, uh, you know, and, regal. Uh, yes. And now, I'm trying to remember. Didn't she end up? Did she, no, 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 no. She, I'm trying to think. Um, what what sort of became of her in? Uh, I I thought she was in the latest Legion briefly, but I could be wrong. It's been yeah, a while so since I read that. So she. So of course she was. She was part of um, of of Legion. Um, but was apparently killed. So there well, was, he wasn't. So <laughs> well, well, yeah. Um, but there, there was a whole thing. There was basically a shapeshifter that absorbed her memories and powers. 
and, uh, and and the shapeshifter replaced her in in the, mm-hmm. in the team, but gotcha. then but then died in uh, in issue seventy, and the corpse was seen floating in space, heavily maimed, um, and that was the last we'd see of the character for for another eleven years. So wow. that was that would have been uh, Legion ninety four. Uh, so mm-hmm. ninety four. So she showed up again uh, during uh, Villains United. Ah. Um, and um, oh, that's right. When yeah. they were trying to get rid of um, all the previous crisis connections, exactly. So um, Sinestro captures her at the request of uh, of Alex Junior. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's imprisoned in Luthor's tower as part of his plan to bring the core Earths of the multiverse back into existence. Yep. Um, she's later, of course, uh, freed and joins Earth's heroes in defeating Luthor. Yep. Um, and then she would appear again in several splash pages of the uh, Sinestro Corps Superman Prime, uh, because of course that dealt a lot with that that um, um, crisis history. And, True. And again, in a double page spread of Legionnaires and characters associated with the Legion in Legion of Three Worlds number five. That's of course yes. a big double page spread as they all go to to battling things that <laughs> needed to be battled. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And um, she has actually shown up, um, sort of, in um, in Vibe. Um, really? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're gonna well, make me. You're gonna make me watch. You're gonna make me read that, aren't you? Seriously. seriously. Okay. It's, it, it, it's the whole multiverse <laughs> thing. It's all in there. Um, okay. And um, so you know that you you like basically you do see her, Gypsy and Pariah, and a whole bunch of other characters. So. Uh, okay. that, that had kind of disappeared. And Kids, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a declarative statement. I'm going to go buy vibe. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Done. Hard to say, <laughs> um, Darn you. you won't Darn have, you, DC. You, you won't have to buy that many. Um, anyway, uh, but issue six is is sort of specifically the one that's that's referred to there. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it's gonna be around for that long. Um, yeah. Anyway, I, I didn't figure it would be. So. Well, it was kind of it was kind of built for an express purpose so yeah exactly and, once that's over it's yeah, done and this is kind of kind of part of it is this this whole idea of of uh he's like the nexus uh point of of the uh multiverse mm-hmm. and um and so, so he's the uh, access guy for marvel versus dc uh, basically yeah okay. <laughs> check um is, essentially yes um so so yeah so there we go okay that's cool. that's what that's all about all right, so um, you know, so I'm gonna have my new Coke here and um, yeah. watch some Miami Vice. Yes, exactly. Wow. Um, and um, yeah, you know, all all, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's crazy. New Coke. <laughs> yeah. Comments as always. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join the conversation on our Facebook page, which you can find at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Uh, we are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we will see you all next week. Fade to black.